were held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. We are loved in the heart of the goddess. We are loved, we are loved, we are loved. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Healer Show. I am Dr. Susan Allison, and I'm so glad that you're all here today. In fact, this day, the 21st of June, the summer solstice, the longest day of the year, is a special day for me. It's my wedding anniversary, and I hope that the day is going well for you, too. I hope you may have looked at the moon last night. It is a new moon, and look at it tonight if you didn't last night, and make some powerful wishes for yourself. So you're in for a treat today, and so am I. Our guest is Dr. Eric Pearl, who's founder of The Reconnection. It's a treat for me because even though I'm a reconnective healing practitioner, I was trained by one of Eric's teachers, Doug DeVito. And Eric and I are meeting for the first time today. So when I got home from the training, my first client was a woman I had never met, and I was, I was doing sessions at a healing fair, and she told me that she had chronic back pain and was really ready to release it and to be healthy. Then after the session, she sat up and smiled and said, I have no pain at all, my back feels straighter, and I feel full of energy. I'm healed. And so this was a powerful session for me, my first one, and for her, and she got up and walked away, and I've never seen her again. So that was my first session using the reconnection, and from there, uh, it's been very miraculous, and sometimes there have been instantaneous healings. Like one client, and I'll just share this briefly, who had blocked arteries, she was scheduled for surgery, and after our session, uh, she did go through a procedure at, where the doctor looked at her arteries, and they were completely clear. And this story is in my book, Empowered Healer, if you'd like to read uh, more about it. But I'll let Eric explain how the reconnection works and how you can heal others and heal yourself. First, though, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Eric Pearl. As a chiropractor, Eric ran a highly successful practice for 12 years until one day his patients began reporting that they felt his hands on them, even though he hadn't physically touched them. Patients soon reported receiving miraculous healings from cancers, AIDS-related diseases, epilepsy, chronic fatigue syndrome, arthritis, and other serious ailments. And all this occurred when Eric simply held his hands near them, and these healings continue to this day. Dr. Eric Pearl has appeared on countless television programs here and abroad. He has spoken by invitation at the United Nations and at Madison Square Garden's he travels the world teaching reconnective healing to help people access a level of healing beyond anything anyone has been able to access before. He's taught this new level of healing to 60,000 people, which is amazing, in more than 60 countries. And his book, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, is now in more than 36 languages. 
So let's welcome Dr. Eric Pearl. Hi, Eric. Hi there. Well, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I have read your book several times, and I still love the stories that you tell about your first few clients when these amazing healings occurred. I always remember the first story of the man who came to you, and I'm wondering if you could share maybe one of these stories when, when this first started happening to you, which you know was one of my favorite parts of your book. So you like the story of Gary, the person who came in with the hip problem? Yep. And didn't you say something like he practically crawled in? That he was like really. What, what happened was, yeah, sure. What, well, first of all, you see, sometimes I don't always think things through. Mm-hmm. So, I had a chiropractic office, which was on the second floor, in a building with no elevators, so people had to walk up the steps. Mm. And um, one day, I'm looking out the window from my reception room, and I see this person stressfully hobbling up the staircase, you know, Mm. taking a step and then swinging his leg around onto another step and then taking a little step and then swinging his leg around onto it again. And I'm wondering what is going on. And somewhere in my mind, it clicked briefly. I go, this is going to be something. I didn't Mm. know what it was, but I knew it was going to be something. Mm. And um, he came in and I gave him, an exam and I gave him his first adjustment, which usually was just a very simple adjustment where I would uh, just move one bone in his neck uh, up near his skull to help the body and brain communication open up and see how the body responds. And I told him to come back in about 24 hours and we check him. Hmm. So we um, somehow hobbled down the stairs again and came back the next day. I gave him that same adjustment again to re-clear that area. And then I told him to lie on the table and relax. Now, here's what we have to understand about Gary. If you want to try to visualize him walking, it looks something similar to the hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm. Because he was born with a cord wrapped around his neck, an umbilical cord, and it cut off the blood flow for a bit of time, and something that um, apparently, uh, according to the doctors, seemed to be the result of that was that his right foot rotated inward and rested, stood on top of his left foot Mm, all of his life. Here he was 26 years old, and his right hip was approximately four inches higher than his left. Wow. So for him to walk, what he would have to do was kick his left foot out from underneath, swing it around in a semicircle, mm. and then jerk his right foot forward and it would come back and land on top of his left one again. So each step he took, it was sort of like a scissors, you know, opening and yeah. closing, opening and closing. He essentially had one leg that just separated at times for walking. And so... When he came in and I adjusted his neck and then I told him to lie down on his back and relax, I thought while he was lying there on the chiropractic table on his back, his legs would naturally, like our legs naturally tend to do, just sort of roll apart and separate. But it didn't Mm. because the bone had changed in his hip so much, even lying down in a relaxed position, his right leg was turned in with his right foot on top of his left. Mm. So as he was lying there with his eyes closed, I held my hands near his head 
And as I did that, his eyes began to rapidly dart back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was staring at his feet. They fascinated me the way they didn't even roll into separation. So I walked around the table. I walked down towards his feet. And I just leaned a little bit forward, letting my arms down, my mm-hmm. palms facing forward towards the soles of his feet. And he didn't have shoes on. He was just wearing socks. And as I held my hands that way, I began to feel a sensation in my hand. And then I started to notice that his right foot began sort of a pumping up and down movement, that like the way the foot would move if you were pressing on and off of the accelerator in a car. Mm-hmm. began sort of pumping up and down a little. And then his right foot rotated out and off of his left foot. Then it rotated back on. Then it rotated back off. Then it rotated back on. And I stayed there, but it didn't move any further. I was still quite enthralled by this process. I mean, watching his feet move, it's almost as if they came to life, almost as if they had even Mm -hmm. a personality to them. I mean, watching his feet in those socks, the way that they were moving almost made me think of, I don't know if you can remember Lamb Chop from Sherry Lewis. Yeah. That little puppet, that's what that's what it almost looked like. I mean, like, 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 like a person, like a life. Yes. Anyway, I walked around to his right hip, and I rested my hands on his right hip, and I let him rest there for a moment, and his right foot began that pumping motion and then started to rotate outward again and then inward, outward and inward. His eyes continued rapidly darting back and forth and back and forth. And then his right foot rotated outward one more time. And it stayed in that position off of the left foot as if they were two normal feet of anyone else. Mm. And I waited and waited to see if anything else would happen, and nothing seemed to. So I, I touched Gary lightly, and I said, Gary, I think we're finished. And Gary opened his eyes. And he stood up for the first time in his 26 years, wow. six foot tall with two independent legs. Oh, my God. In fact, I remember him telling me that when he drove home that night, he lived, he lived on the other side of, of the hill that divides Hollywood from, um, from the, what we call the valley. Mm-hmm. And when he drove home, crossing over that hill, he started crying so much that he had to pull the car off the road and stop. Oh, wow. So that was one of the first dramatic physical healings. I mean, that was so obviously physical. Oh, my God. It has mental and emotional and spiritual components to it as well. But I mean, it's such a dramatic physical aspect of the healing. Yep. That's the one I remember that I love the most, that story. And um, how did you feel about this this new energy or this new connection that you had. I mean, it it seems like it came in just sort of effortlessly and you followed your intuition the way you did it. But what, and I remember this from the book, but to tell our listeners, how was it for you? I was in a state of awe. I, I don't know how to describe it. I almost hate to use that word in a sense because, because, um, when um, when they went into Iraq, they unfortunately ruined that phrase, shock and awe. Mm-hmm. But the point is, um, I was in a state of, of 
awe. I knew I was witnessing something far greater than me, something far greater than I think most people at that time got the privilege of of witnessing. The, The true reward in reconnective healing is the honor of being able, the privilege of being able to witness these healings. Yes. As it occurs. Now, what's interesting about that word awe is that it can be confused very easily. Um, to make the point, I'll tell you, I was giving a presentation in Sfat, which is in a city in the north of Israel, the cradle of Kabbalah, where Kabbalah began, and all the history mm. of it is there. Mm. And I was giving a presentation there with the head rabbi. And in a conversation I had with him, I was talking to him about a phrase that had always bothered me. I would see it a lot on old westerns and things, and it's usually something that would come from Protestant pastors or something, certain interpretations, certain Christian interpretations of the Bible. And the phrase was God-fearing. Mm-hmm. always bothered me, that phrase, God-fearing, because it never, ever made sense to me mm-hmm. that a God would want us yep. to fear them. Yep. And in conversation with um, with the Kabbalah rabbi, he explained to me that that was actually a mistranslation, that the word that that came from did not mean fear. It meant awe. Mm. And I realized how standing in that state of awe was so easily confusable yep. with fear at first. And... The point is, is that things are neutral. They're not necessarily by themselves fear or love, but we choose to interpret them or experience it that way. And I could have chosen to experience it from fear, yep. as many people sort of do and moved away from it. <clears throat> yep. But I allowed myself to observe it without judgment, and yes. all the beauty of the love opened up. Oh, that's fabulous. I love the way you described that. <clears throat> we do need to take a break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Eric Pearl. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866 
268-268-2121. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. And I am Dr. Susan Allison, and my guest is Dr. Eric Pearl. And we were talking about some of his first experiences as the reconnection came in. And I wanted him to talk just a bit more about that in terms of this sort of the, the path of seeking that you went on, Eric, uh, after these people were you know, uh, recovering spontaneously and some instantaneously. It, it, in the book, you talk about how you started trying to make sense of this and going to people and um, finding finding out uh, inwardly what was happening. I wonder if you would share a bit about that. Sure. Um, I wanted answers. Mm-hmm. I just wanted answers. And... I didn't know where to get them, and I would go to healers. I figured healers must know what's going on, because at this point in time, when it first started, I figured this must be coming through lots of people, and or at least some people. And so I called famous healers and not-so-famous healers, and the interesting thing was all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, they also started calling me, telling me that they were sent by their guides, that they were supposed to teach me, they were supposed to show me things. And so I, you know, thirsty for understanding, you know, wanted to learn. One of them would tell me, you know, hold my hands in a certain position. Someone would say, move them clockwise. Someone else would say, move them counterclockwise, because clockwise brings in the negative energy and, you know, and then, of course, you know, what do you do? Do you change in South America? And it really becomes confusing in New Zealand and Australia, but I listened to those things and, and you know, did this and did that and brought in this symbol and used that crystal and the other crystal and I found that as I was doing these things, the healings were going down mm-hmm. instead of coming up. It would tell me to call in Mother, Father, God, and, and uh, oh, the, the first question that they would always ask me is, am I using protection? Mm. And I'm thinking, why is everyone asking me if I'm using protection, besides the fact it's a rather personal question when you first meet someone, so you <laughs> understand what they mean. Um, and I'm thinking, well, I'm asking, what am I supposed to be afraid of? They said, nothing, but you need to protect yourself. I said, all right, what shall I do? They the first ones to call Mother, Father, God. So I called it, and so I thought, all right, now I was relieved from the fear that I didn't know that I had before I talked to them. 
I um, went back to do a healing session the next day. I was going to call on Mother, Father, God, but fear creates more fear. Yep. And I realized I had no idea what a Mother, Father, God was supposed to look like, so I decided to cover all bases. I did the Mother, God, and the Father, God, and since they were both gods, I made them real big. <laughs> well, then the healings seemed to be less instead of more, so I called someone else up, and I went to them, and they said, come over and show me what you're doing. So when I showed them what I was doing. They said, you're using protection art. And they said, well, of course I am. I'm calling a mother, father, God. And they said, what about the archangels? Who knew? <laughs> so it was Michael, Gabriel, Oriel, Raphael. Um, Oriel's got the light goes in front. Michael goes to the right. The other two go somewhere. <laughs> it was like, excuse me, mother, father, God, do you mind if I move you a little bit? Because I need to place an archangel over here. And I got them all set up visually in my mind. And I did the healing, and the healing seemed to be less. So I go to someone else, and say, call on Jesus. So they call on Jesus. I go to someone else, and said, call on Sananda. I said, who's Sananda? They said, it's the star name for Jesus. I said, I already have Jesus. They said, you need the both. Oh, my gosh. And I'm walking around. I've got a list in my pocket of <laughs> names of people. I don't even know who they are. Lao Tzu and Matsubal and St. Germain and St. Bernard. And this one is telling me that say the 23rd Psalm, which is no short little ditty, and, and you know, I mean, I felt like I could hardly fit into the room. The more things I'm doing, the less feelings are happening. Finally, I get sent to someone in, in uh, the Santa Monica, California area who's supposed to understand everything and have all the answers, so he told me to come down and show him the session. I did a whole session in front of someone. He said to me, you're shaking your hands off during the sessions, aren't you? And I'm thinking, no, my hands are still here. What do you mean? <laughs> and he said, well, you've got to shake the negative energy off. I said, well, you mean like this? And I shook my hands and he almost jumped up backwards out of his chair, shouting, not towards me, not towards me. Oh, boy. He said, you've got to shake them off into a bowl of water. Oh the water God. bowl has to have salt in it, however, because the water will catch negative energy, but the energy could escape, so the salt will break it up. It should be sea salt, medium grade, but kosher will do, and all these different things. Oh God. You, go up and you move your hands up and down the body three times, collecting all the negative energy, then you shake it off into the water bowl, but you want to be careful you don't get any on you, so you have to keep a spray bottle of alcohol nearby. If you get any on you, you've got to spray it off with the alcohol. I'm doing all these crazy things. He says, yeah, you can use the bowl of water up to, to up just for three people, but somebody, after the third person, it's got to be changed. You can't change it, so he sends people over to my office to sit there and watch any of the bowls that I use for more than three people. They change it for me, and here I am doing all these things, and the more I'm doing, the less the healings are, and suddenly it became clear to me that what we've been doing in the healing world has been so based in fear and mm -hmm. lack and limitation. And I decided I didn't want to come from fear, lack, and limitation. Great. So I stopped with all the protecting, all the protections, all the crystals, all the rituals, all the salt water bowls and the people changing them, and the healing came back up. And suddenly mm -hmm. I realized that we don't need anything more than the consciousness that we are light. And light yep. needs nothing to protect itself from because darkness doesn't exist. If it did, we could sweep it up, put it into a paper bag, and stick it out with the trash. That's darkness right. is merely that place within us where we have not allowed ourselves to be the true light that we are. Mm -hmm. And as we, I came back to this consciousness, the healings rose. 
It's mm. found, I found that every time we do something to protect ourselves, what we are really doing is we are injecting fear into the equation, and fear creates more fear. Mm-hmm. But we are spoon-fed fear disguised as love in the healing world in ways that we don't even think about because they sound so beautiful. The law of wrapping paper almost keeps us from wanting to rip it open to find out that love is really in the package itself. I mean, think uh, at my seminars, for example, on Friday night, I usually ask at a certain point, I said, how many people, after telling the story, I said, how many people feel that we should at least, at least call God into the healing session? A bunch of hands go up. And then I'll say, how many people realize that God is everywhere and the same hands go up? Then I'll say, well, if God is everywhere, where are you calling God in from? The airport? Yep. <laughs> you know? and, 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 and they look at it funny and they laugh because they hadn't thought about it. But the fact is, if you and I were having breakfast, and halfway through breakfast, I take out my mobile phone, I dial yours. Yours rings. You probably look at me a little bit confused and say hello because you see my name on the phone, and I invite you to join me for breakfast. Well, that would be pretty darn silly because that's me announcing to you in the universe that I don't know that you're there. Every time we call God in, we are announcing to the universe that we don't even know that God or love or the universe is present with us. And the first thing we have to do is stop doing things by rote that sound pretty and start to say, are my actions and my words and my beliefs, in, are, are they in integrity with one another? I cannot call God in without announcing to the universe that I don't know that God is already present. And yep. so sometimes we have to stop doing the things we've been doing by roach so that we can become more. And this is how the healing grows back up. Yep. No, I totally uh, love that and remember some of this from your book. Also, I remember you saying about prayer, you know, that people, you know, continually asking for things and, you know, and, and act, it, you know, it's a, it's actually acting as if they don't believe, you know, that it's, that abundance is here and that, you know, that, you know, just to be grateful and our prayers should be about gratitude and how thankful we are. And that is how I've always viewed prayer and and participated in prayer. So I loved it also, Eric, when you said that. Oh, thank you. Yep. So, you know, there's something that I read in in one of the, um, it might have been on your website or somewhere that I read. It said that the reconnection transcends energy healing and all of its techniques. And it's sort of, you know, piggybacking off of what you were just talking about. Well, what we've had, you see, energy healing techniques, Reiki, Jirage, and Shin, Shigong, Mahjong, Beijing, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma, ESG, XYZ, 1, 2, 3, all of these things, you know, quantum, this, mattress, that, they are all subsets of energy. And the reason is, is that everything we've had here has been energy. We've been existing in a four-dimensional world comprised of height, with depth, and the fourth dimension is time. So as we've been existing in this four-dimensional world, if you want to do this the way quantum physics illustrates it, they often illustrate this as a bubble. So mm-hmm. imagine this tiny little bubble in this huge, vast, endless universe. 
And the wall or the cell of the bubble is height, width, depth, and time. Those are the components of it. Mm -hmm. And the interior of the bubble has been energy. Everything here has been energy. So every time we focused in via a technique, we took a subset, a fraction, a fragment of that energy. Yes. Um, Reiki is a different technique, for example, than Shigong. Uh, we access it a different way. It's a different approach. It feels different. There are different subsets of energy. But suddenly, we find that we are in a place where time is moving faster in all directions at once. Time is expanding. And time being one component of our bubble means that our entire bubble of existence is opening up and expanding. So it is encompassing more of the universe than has ever been encompassed before. So it's mm -hmm. taking in what has existed outside of that bubble of time, meaning it's been timeless in the universe, and it is within our bubble now, so it is new here to us. Now, this can tend to royally piss off a lot of the New Age community who wants everything to be old. Mm -hmm. so they can claim that they remember it from their past life when we're Cleopatra for the 33rd time in Atlantis and Lemuria. <laughs> but sometimes something is just new. I mean, isn't that yep. wonderful? Because we're yep. also here for yep. what is new. So yes. what we're able to access today is not just subsets of energy, not even the entirety of the level of energy that we have here, but a more comprehensive spectrum of energy that expands into a continuum of light and information, levels of which, according to the researchers, has not been seen here before. Now, how yep. do we access this? We're going well, to have to take a... We're going to have to take a sure, break here, but um, what I'd love to do is, is talk about the scientific research and how we access it when we come back. We'll be right back, everyone. Perfect. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations and exercises from her book empowered healer her powerful book is available from amazon barnes and noble balboa press and from local bookstores begin today to gain the confidence power and ability to heal yourself visit empoweredhealer.com or call 866-268-2121 what are the benefits to combining modern science with ancient healing practices for the answers, you'll want to tune into Frame of Mind with your host, Terry Sue. Each week, our program focuses on ways to live more holistically. By developing new ways of looking at our world, we can find ways to foster harmony and peace for the good of mankind and our planet. If we learn to live and think healthier, we begin to explore and focus on our strengths. Tune into Frame of Mind, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel. 
on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning in, I am with Dr. Eric Pearl, author of The Reconnection and founder of The Reconnection. We're going to be talking more about accessing this amazing energy. And I just want to share that during the break, I told Eric, you know, my hands are just buzzing and reverberating and it's, you know, I'm just full of, full, my hands are just ready to, ready to go here. And I was telling him that I was a Reiki master before I did the reconnection training and that there's just more energy, um, more light, uh, more that we're accessing now than we have in the past. And we were just talking that there's going to be more and more. I don't know if you want to say more about that, Eric. Well, actually, I think that, um, well, what we are reconnecting with is something so comprehensive that it continues to expand. We are moving Beyond the four dimensions, the reconnection allows us to connect with something beyond the four dimensions into a multidimensional existence. Now, why am I calling it multidimensional instead of fifth dimensional? Because once we move beyond the fourth dimension, nothing is linear any longer. So there's no such thing as the fifth dimension. So when you hear someone talk about sixth or seventh or twenty-seventh dimensional healing, the first thing you can be assured of is that they have no idea what they're talking about because there's no more number to it. There's nothing that is coming next, because next being a linear word no longer applies. Mm -hmm. What is continuing to come is more because we are in an ever-expanding state. We are reconnecting with our original fullness, what we experience in between lifetimes. Um, when we return to that light, we all come from and we all return to. And it is ever-expanding. We simply are reconnecting with that mm. level. Now, what's interesting where our limitations have been is that we've been approaching through technique. And the problem with technique is that it causes us, well, the problem and the gift of technique is that it causes us to focus in on something small really well but at the expense of the larger picture. In other words, let's say you want to study the skies, you want to study the heavens, study the stars. So what's the first thing we probably do? Well, we get a hold of a telescope, and we focus in on one part of the stars and one part of the heavens, and we focus in on another part and then another part, and we keep getting a series of small pictures. But at some point in time, Our soul wants to see the bigger picture, and the only way to do that is to put the telescope down then and look at the expanse of everything. It's sort of like our religions. I view our religions as as if they are windows out into Mm -hmm. the universe. 
And very many times we grow up spending our whole lives looking out of one window, maybe the same window that our parents, our grandparents, and our great-grandparents looked out of. One window shows a church, one shows a synagogue, one shows a mosque, one shows a mountain, one shows a river or a stream or a beach or a palm tree. And um, one day we meet someone who's spent all of their lives and many generations looking out of a different window. They see one thing, we see something else. And as Gary Zukoff puts it, the frightened part of our personality, uh, otherwise known as our ego, Mm-hmm. becomes a little bit afraid that maybe we're wrong and we don't want to be wrong, so we have to make the other person wrong, so we start arguing over whose window is right mm-hmm. until hopefully we get to a point in time where we start to recognize that the various windows are giving us larger and larger portions of the picture. They're different facets of a diamond, and the facets are what allow the diamond to truly shine. And then we might start to explore other windows and start looking out of those. But even if we look out of every window, we will never see the full picture because each window is limited by the window frame. And the window frame then is limited because it requires the wall itself to support it, which is blocking the view. So only once we're all willing to go outside, join hands, and go up to the roof and have a party, can we all see 360 degrees in all directions. This is when we are transcending our techniques, our tiny little focus. But there's always someone who comes up to the party bringing part of their window frame with them. And they're the only ones who don't see the whole picture. And they're the only ones who don't know that they're not seeing the picture. Because we have to realize that once we transcend the technique, we go backwards by adding technique to it. It's like... If we visualize, we view our techniques as if they're training wheels on a bicycle, we find that, you know, our training wheels are very important. They help us master the bicycle without injuring ourselves. But once you've mastered the bicycle with training wheels, do you add a second and third and fourth and fifth set of training wheels? Of course not, because we'll never master the bicycle itself until the training wheels come off. The gift of our technique comes in its transcendence. And that's what we're here to recognize that none of us have been placed on this earth to be a Reiki or a Shigong or a technique healer. We've been placed here to recognize that we are all healers. We have to not focus anymore on mastering the techniques, but we have to master healing itself. I love that. Recognize that we're all healers. I love that. I just wrote that down because I was going to ask you because, you know, some, uh, I've gotten some emails from people before the show, you know, and one of the person, people asked, can anyone become a reconnective healer and how do they do that? Anyone can learn to access this, but there are certain challenges. And the biggest challenge, again, is that frightened part of our personality, the ego that doesn't necessarily want to share, that wants to be better than someone else, wants to be unique. The the person who says, I was reconnected in a dream, I was reconnected by my guides. Well, actually, no. You see, the gift of being able to access the reconnection requires that we sufficiently overcome ego to share with another person, to recognize that we have to experience this from someone else who already has it, have Mm -hmm. it before we do, or to share and learn as you did in a group experience because there's something to be gained from that. And the part of us that doesn't want to do that is the precise 
part of the ego that we have to overcome before the universe rewards us by being able to access this. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree uh, that the ego, I talk a lot about the ego on this show and, you know, you can't, you know, get rid of it, but we can tame it. And I do believe that coming to a, a workshop, a reconnection workshop, learning from, you have some wonderful trainers. Can you just share a little bit about, you know, how people um, sign up for a reconnection training about, you know, what kind of what happens uh, during the sure, weekend sure, and so sure, on? Sure. Well, it's easy enough. Obviously, to register to find out where there's a seminar near you, you can go to the website, which is www.thereconnection.com, and you can find out from the calendar of events what's going on. Um, uh, what area are you in? I'm in Santa Cruz, California, Central California. Oh. So we're having one in the, we're having three seminars in the United States. Two of them are somewhat near you. Mm-hmm. Um, the three U.S. seminars that are left, one is in San Jose. Oh, wow. And, um, one is in San Jose. And that is when I would actually have to find it to tell you where it was. Uh, people can, um, you but gave I can't people, write this yeah. moment. No, it's fine. You gave people the website. Oh, yes, I can. Okay. I, I know right where it is. I just have to look here, and it should come up right before. There it is. San Jose will be teaching July 20th through the 22nd. One other seminar sort of in your area will be in Newport Beach, mm-hmm. um, October 19th through the 21st. And the only other one in the United States this year will be in Miami, December 7th through the 9th. But if you go to thereconnection.com, you can look up the calendar or the schedule cool. of events. But you know what? Maybe um, it's a good idea what you suggested to talk about. Let me explain what people can expect at the exactly. seminars. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So the seminars are usually a Friday night, all day Saturday, and all day Sunday. What happens on Friday night is it's a three-hour presentation where we talk about the history of the work, the theory, the philosophy, how it came about, some of the science and the research, and then we um, bring up some volunteers from the audience so we can give, you can witness some live demonstrations of the healings, maybe even on yourself or on someone that you know. And then we give everyone an opportunity for you to feel this in your hands. But Saturday and Sunday is very different. Saturday and Sunday is a real working seminar. Yeah. In other words, don't come, and I mean it. Don't come if you think we're all going to sit around and drum and hold hands and sing Kumbaya, my Lord, because as you know, that's not the way it works. There's usually a stage in the center of the room, chairs on one side of the room, massage tables on the other side. We demonstrate a level of the work from the stage, and we all go to the massage tables, and the teaching assistants and I walk around each of the tables, and we take your hand, and we help show you how to feel for and find and tune into a certain part of the this more comprehensive healing spectrum. And as you do that, you start to see the person on the table physically respond. Maybe their eyes rapidly dart back and forth, or their fingers or their feet move. Mm-hmm. And we show you how to access a different portion of the spectrum, and you see the bodies respond differently. Breathing change, colors change. Um, you know, coloration of their skin, for example, other things. And as you recognize, you start to recognize that, hmm, when I'm here, 
this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm seeing. And when I move over here, then I feel something different and I see something different. And you begin to recognize your clear and distinct role in the healing process. Then we go back to the tables, I mean, back to the chairs. We talk about what we just learned. We discuss some of the philosophy or some other functions or some practical things about how to set up the healing practice. And then we demonstrate a new level of the work, and we go back to the massage tables again. Mm -hmm. But by the end of the weekend, just one weekend, I can pretty much make you two promises, which are, A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do. And, B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that any human being anywhere on this planet can do, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in the mountaintop in Tibet, fed grains of seed, each one blessed by its own individual lama, or whatever the story. Because <laughs> the gift of this work is the challenge of the work. The gift, on one level, for example, is this allows us to transcend our energy healing techniques and access something far more comprehensive to bring about healing that often, as you've experienced, can tend to be fairly instantaneous and tend to be lifelong. The challenge is whether or not we're willing to transcend the techniques. Yep. Or the gift, as you could say, is that this allows us to completely demystify the healing process. And the challenge yes. is whether or not we're willing to allow the healing process to be demystified. And Very true. If we're not willing, right. And if we're not willing to transcend our techniques to bring about greater and more, we need to ask ourselves why. And if we're not willing to allow the healing process to become clear, transparent, and demystified for everyone, we need to ask ourselves why. And if we're not willing to ask ourselves why, then we really need to ask ourselves why we're not willing to ask ourselves why. Because yep. it is within that very question that lies the key to us stepping into and accessing our own true mastery. Oh, beautifully put. And we do need to take a break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Eric Pearl. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Is there a difference between dream work and intuition? The relationship is closer than you think. These are mutually supportive concepts. When you dream, your intuition serves as a foreshadow of the future and can bring rapid results through dream analysis. Tune in to The Partnership of Intuition and Dreams with your host, Dr. Marcia Emery. Explore this unique relationship and learn to understand how the symbolism of dreams can be clarified. Listen every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 
866-268-2121. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, and uh, I'm having a fascinating discussion with Dr. Eric Pearl, author of The Reconnection. And Eric, I would love to hear about the scientific research that uh, is fairly recent. Well, sure. Um, I can say that I'll share one of the most recent studies with you, which is we worked with um, Olympic athletes at um, the main university in St. Petersburg, Russia, with uh, one of the top researchers in science today. And we took a group of 60 and gave each one 10 minutes of reconnective healing. We actually had a control group, uh, two control groups, I believe. One Hmm. control group received nothing. One control group received um, energy healing, just energy healing, like, you know, a technique. Yeah. And then um, the other group received reconnective healing. Then they were all sent off on their own to go about their life, as they normally do. And 10 days later, they were measured. Only the group with reconnective healing showed dramatic improvements in their red blood cells, their white blood cells, their blood humoral levels, their emotional states, and even their DNA, because this was, I believe, the fifth or the sixth study pending right now. I mean, um, about to happen, studies that show that reconnective healing, unlike anything else, restructures, or as I like to say, reconnects our DNA, allowing it to function differently. Wow. There's a book book out right now, which you can get on Amazon.com, which was written, I believe, by the head researchers at the University of St. Petersburg, where they've collected some of the research studies, and it's got a great title. It's called Science Confirms Reconnective Healing. So I was awesome. very surprised to see that book. Mm. Awesome. I love that. Are you there? As a matter of fact, I'm yep. working on a second book right now. Well, I've finished writing a second book right now. I, I'm, I've co-written it with someone, and um, it will be released in February. And the main concept of the book is to teach healers well, to teach us how to reconnect with our lives and specifically to teach healers how to reconnect with our original fullness in a way that allows us to become more and to facilitate yet even greater healings. Mm. I love that. You said it's coming out in February. Do you have a title? It's coming out in February. It's called Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. And if you'd like, I can share a little segment from it. I would love that. We have about four minutes left, so whatever would be about... Uh, I'll, take less than, I'll take less than four minutes. There is a lot that needs to be said in various ways. 
we understand ourselves in a limited fashion, and we need to carry this understanding as a life process. It is the unveiling of a multifaceted force within our life. We need to peel away the exterior so that that internal being shines through to those we come into contact with. This eternal soul that resides within our framework is being covered up in many ways by our fears and apprehensions. And in your work, that is what you need to do. You need to unveil your soul. It is not a simple process, and this stripping away of ego is an eternal process. Mm-hmm. This selflessness that must shine through the being that can reach in without interference. Once that force shines through without it being refracted by various mindsets, it will flow in a more direct manner. Once you allow your soul, that egoless purity, to come through, that is almost a common denominator that it has the ability to automatically fuse with the frequency of the person you're coming in contact with. So your job in this process is to strip away the defense, strip away the mind, strip away the techniques and the control mechanisms that you have in this plane. Let them go. Let them be a part of an exterior that has nothing to do with you and present that soul in the room. It will automatically do the work. That energy is the common universal language of the cosmos. It is understood immediately and is felt intrinsically. Mm, that's so beautiful. It's perfect, a perfect way for us to end our conversation for today. And I'd love to have you back on when your book comes out, Eric. It's been great finally meeting you. I wish you even more success, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you. And thank all of you out there who are listening, and I'm so glad you're here. Next week, I'm honored to have Raymond Francis on my show, who is author of Never Be Sick Again and Never Fear Cancer Again. Until then, this is Dr. Susan Allison wishing you healed in all ways. Have a great week. Thank you again for listening to the Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week. We are.